At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the D.C. CityCast with Frank Hanrahan, presented by Bet Rivers. What day is it? Oh, it's, uh, it's Wednesday, almost said Tuesday. But hey, we're halfway through the week. DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm Frank Hanran from Vison. Hope you're well. Hope you're staying cool. Summertime in DC, baby. It's here. Although I guess it's supposed to cool down a little bit tomorrow. But speaking of being red hot, uh, kudos to myself. Gave out Rafael Nadal yesterday at the French Open. Good value play, good value win. Gave out the Mets as well. So a good overall night. At the window, a 2-0 record last night. Let's keep it going. Got a matinee as the Nationals uh, taking on the Mets. We'll get into the uh, matchup. And we'll also get into the uh, Commanders are back out on the practice field today. They had OTAs. Uh, And there yet again is more stadium talk. More stadium chatter. But it just shows how crappy people think this franchise is is that they can't even get uh, local municipalities to start even chatting about voting on possible tax breaks to build a stadium in their state we'll talk about virginia and the commanders and everybody is actually coming to their senses on this a little bit which is is a little refreshing so we'll get into that nba finals preview as well uh that uh that line and that series price still intrigues me We'll discuss even further. But I do want to start the show chatting about the uh, Nationals that got smoked uh, last night. 10-zip gave out the Mets as a a decent uh, favorite at minus 180. And the bats went yet silent again. It's like (laughs) they they put up five in the 13-5 loss. And then they get blank 10-zip. And I talked about the bats yesterday. I said the Mets' bats are just too good, too strong. Even if Corbin goes out there and looks relatively decent, which he didn't, um, the Nats have no shot. Hey, the Mets had 17 hits. They've won five straight. I believe they've now won seven in a row at home. Um, Jeff McNeil, three hits for the Mets. Eduardo Escobar homered Francisco Lindor. Extended his RBI streak to nine games. Every Mets starter had at least one hit in the 10-zip victory yesterday. So the NL East leading Mets, who are the prohibitive favorite now to win the East, have won five in a row during the six-game homestand. They wrap up that homestand this afternoon just after 1 o'clock. The Mets are hitting 340 as a team over the last eight games. They rocked uh, around Patrick Corbin, who's now 1-8. and eight. Corbin allowed 7 runs, 12 hits. Uh, I guess Corbin uh, got hit by a comebacker, but Davey Martinez said, the heck with it, you're done. He only went 4-3, and a third, and his ERA is now at 6-9-6. Nats only had 6 hits, 3 of them by D. Strange Gordon. Uh, they're now 18-33, 9-15 away. 
and they wrap up that series this afternoon. So what are we going to do this afternoon? And we talked about it here on the DC CityCast presented by Bedford Sportsbook. We take a streaking team. Now, I know the Nats usually take one out of three in a series, but the Mets are too good. They're the NL East uh, favorites for a reason. And they're trying to close out the Nats with a uh, quick turnaround game uh, this afternoon. And let me take a look, see here, Bet River Sportsbook and uh, the Nationals. Uh, I mean, my God, the Mets are a huge favorite. It's like minus 248 or something. Carrasco for the Mets. Uh, the guy they just called up is going to pitch for the Nationals. Uh, and sometimes that plays to your advantage because the professional hitters have never seen this guy. So they're like, ah, well, who is this guy? Uh, but I'm sure in this day and age, you got plenty of film. Okay, you throw those laptops down and say, hey, this is the kid, uh, Lee, who's pitching. He was, uh, you know, just down the minors, new kid on the block. Uh, Carrasco is 5-1, and one, a 3-9 ERA, and he takes on Evan Lee, who is just getting called up for his uh, his Major League debut, I'm assuming. Um, doing my own research on that. And that's why, the, <laughs> that's why the Mets are a huge favorite. Minus 249, and it climbs. It opened at like 225. Uh, total is set at uh, 9, which I... They, they, 10 zip last night, 13-5. The other night, is is it finally going to go under the total? I don't know. I don't I don't like totals that much, as you know. So we're going to stay away from that. If you are willing, I'm not going to play it because I am terrified of putting down a big, <clears throat> excuse me, big number to win. You know, it's not a great value. Um, but I, I just don't trust the Nationals either. So <laughs> if I was going to play this, I would put a tiny bit on the uh on the the New York Mets but it's just such a big number I I just can't uh I can't do it Mets by the way 18 and 8 overall at home 34 and 7 for the season they're 8 and 1 in games when they hit two or more homers um yeah Juan Soto, 11 doubles, 9 homers for the Nationals so far this year but again it's just he's sort of stuck in purgatory right now with where this team is trying to go. Oh, and oh, you saw this the uh, the quotes today from Mike Rizzo saying, "Now we're not trading Juan Soto. He's not going anywhere. Good. He shouldn't go anywhere. But you got to pay the piper. Got to pay this man to keep him around. So this is not a distraction. It's not a lame side note story about Juan Soto and these trade rumors. Of course, he hears this kind of stuff. I'm sure he goes to management and says, "Hey, what's the deal?" I see these these rumblings about my future. I want to be here, right? And it's good that the GM comes out and says, we are not trading Juan Soto. At least from a Nats fan perspective, he right now is the only reason to go to Nats Park to watch this team play. And because their record is 18-33, and 33, it's already uh, being put out there that the Nats will be sellers come July in the trade deadline. They're going to be trading most of the players who are attracting interest, Outside of uh, of Juan Soto, uh, you got to think everybody is going to be shipped out again, a la like last year when they got rid of everybody like Scherzer and Trey Turner and um, and those folks. Josh Bell is going to probably get dumped too. So it's fun to fun to be a Nationals fan right now, isn't it? And uh, 
I guess Steven Strasburg, our Steven Strasburg update, he's going to be doing some AAA pitching next, and then we'll see if he can finally get back with the big club. But for a team that has won a World Series just three years ago, to see where this squad is right now, it's pretty, it's pretty pathetic. And GM Mike Rizzo will say, hey, this is going to be a quick, short rebuild. We're going to turn this thing around quickly. Well, you better start showing us exactly what you're trying to do to turn this thing around. I don't know. Is it what's the plan here? And I guess Rizzo's reportedly in the last year of his contract and Skipper Davey Martinez is in the last year of his contract. Like, oh, my God, man, what are we doing here? Uh, but they're going to turn it around. Absolutely. Don't worry. Things will be good. So it's such a big number today with this one o'clock start. Uh, and they got this kid that we've never seen pitch. This is a dicey spot, but again, I'm not going to give it anything out officially, but if I would, I would put a little bit on the Mets because we've won the first two games of the series. We got a little bit of, you know, a little bit of padding, maybe, you know, a tiny sprinkle on the Mets if you dare. Uh, If not, just stay away, enjoy the game, and we'll see about this new pitcher for the uh, Washington Nationals because, God, they they need some help, right, in the starting rotation. So first pitch, 105, Nats and the New York Mets as the Nats try to avoid the sweep up in New York. And uh, let's see who they they got after this. Um, Oh, at the Cincinnati Reds to start a four-game series. That will be uh, tomorrow night. At Cincinnati, two of the worst teams in baseball will be going at it. Um, The Mets are still the favorite to win the NL East. And we always mention this, but um, my God, the Nats. (laughs) Plus 40,000 to win the NL East. To win the NL East. Just to win the, uh, actually, I think the odds have gone up. To win the National League, it's uh, 50 grand. Plus 50 grand at uh, Bet River Sportsbook. And to win the National League East, it is now it's still plus 40,000. So there you go. There's our there's our update on the futures bets for the Washington Nationals at Bet River Sportsbook. All right, straight ahead, we're going to get into the Commanders. And uh, they have OTAs. And everybody's saying that Carson Wentz is looking great. Of course they are. And how does that affect uh, maybe the early season lines? Because you know everybody's paying attention. Got the first couple of weeks up, actually. We've talked about Jacksonville, but they actually have the uh, Detroit lineup as well. We'll get into that. Commander's Chatter next on the DC CityCast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm Frank Handran from Beeson. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three leg, same gay parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. All right, do yourself a favor, please. Download and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As we kick off the month of June, we're getting closer to training camp. I think the Commanders will be, I are they going to be in Richmond again? Or are they going to be back here in, uh, in at, well, back here, in Ashburn, I should say, uh, which is about 35 miles outside of D.C. Uh, but we're getting closer to the NFL season and the Commanders, new team, new logo, new nickname, all that. 
looking at a new stadium, which has become one of the more impressive uh, news stories that has lasted for more than uh, a couple weeks. It just keeps lingering because now Virginia doesn't want to vote on it. They uh, Apparently, we're going to have a vote today about uh, making tax money available for a stadium venture. Commanders come out and say that they have this report that shows that they'll have all this uh, – uh, money to be made by people, jobs to be had, only a 55,000-seat uh, stadium. This is in the uh, Virginia spot, I think. Um, and then D.C. says, oh, wait, we, we're trying to get it to where the old RFK spot is. Here's the deal. Outside of social media, outside of your personal opinion, well, and we've chatted about this before, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think people really care because of the simple fact they suck and the simple fact the owner sucks. So, but it's, it's been an impressive run with the coverage of where the stadium is going to be. And I guess they got five years. The clock is ticking to figure out where they're going to go or just, Hey, stick around and extend your lease at at FedEx field for a couple more years. Oh, my God. So, I guess training camp is actually in Ashburn. In Ashburn uh, this year. The one thing that I will say about the the stadium issue and the commanders, and I've said this you know years ago, that they have such an unfair advantage to themselves by having training their headquarters in Ashburn, which is a good 90 minutes, could be two hours away from uh, Landover on a really bad day. So they have to sleep in a hotel the night before the games over in Prince George's County. Rather than sleeping in your own bed, getting out and doing your own routine, it feels almost like a pseudo road game when you have to go and stay. I forget what hotel they stay in at the uh, over there in Prince George's County close to the stadium because you can't get out of your own bed. If you got a one o'clock game and you want to sleep at your house and then drive to FedEx Field on a Sunday morning, even though traffic's probably not going to be that bad, it's still going to be an hour at least drive. So it doesn't feel like a home game a lot of the times. I always thought they would just build the stadium and build a training uh, spot in the same area. I think most teams are very close to their stadiums, not the Washington football team or the commanders or whatever. Because I remember when they hired Steve Spurrier, people were like, uh, or Steve Spurrier was like, wow. We are really not in D.C., are we? We're out in in the country. We're 35 miles away. And then you're even further from uh, from FedEx Field. you got to go on the Beltway. you got to take the, what, the toll road to the Beltway. I mean, it's a to-do, man. So that's my only thinking on that. Like, have everything close together. Because if you have the stadium in Woodbridge, I'm assuming you'd still have Red... Not Redskins uh, Park. You'd still have Commander's Park... Is it Commander's Park? Commander's Park in Ashburn, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. So it would have to be all together, and maybe that is part of the uh, part of the proposal for the Virginia site in Woodbridge that everything will be there: practice facility, stadium, you name it, uh, whatever. So there's my two cents on the Commanders and the stadium. Now everybody's saying that. Carson Wentz is looking spry. He's got this big gun. Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver, is looking good. Again, I know. I understand. It is just OTAs. I'm not falling for any of it, okay? It's good that they've got heartbeats and they're running around. Um, And they're showing up. 
I guess everybody's showing up for OTAs. Oh, man, that storyline of who's in, who's not, just I don't care. Just be there for training camp and get ready. If you want to be there, that's fine. If you don't, it's not it's not the uh it's not the team rule. That's what the, the CBA bargained for, man. That's just what the CBA bargained for. So um I, I was checking out the early lines for the NFL and uh the Washington Commanders, of course, open up against the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. The line is still minus three and a half at Bed River Sportsbook. Money line minus 200 Jags at plus 165. The total is actually a little surprising. It's at 44 and a half. I know this is not until September 11th, 2022. Still feels like a ways off. It'll be here before you know it. But that seems like a lot of points. 44 and a half without much to know about Carson Wentz and the kid uh, in his second year now for Jacksonville, right? Out of Clemson. Why is my brain not uh putting his name together lawrence trevor lawrence right yeah trevor lawrence so that's just an early look at that now they had lines for the second week as well and the washington football team is a point favorite over the detroit lions in week two so two weeks in a row for a team that really was not good last year favored in their first Two games. Huh. That's interesting. So if you're a Commanders fan, you're saying, all right, this is perhaps an opportunity to get off to a great start. Which this team never does. Rarely do they get off to a 2-0 start. It's always 0-2, and we're always talking about, oh, are they already out of the playoff picture? So they they start at home against Jacksonville, and then they're at Detroit on the 18th. And these are basically all 1 o'clock games. So they got a chance to go 2-0 before they face off against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, you and I both know it doesn't mean a thing if you're favored by one on the road at Detroit or you're favored by 3.5 at home against Jacksonville. We understand that it never plays out the way you think. But there is a chance here for a good start for the Washington Commanders. But still a lot to be determined clearly with OTAs, training camp, preseason, and then the actual season to begin a new era for the Washington Commanders. Switching gears now, how about my uh, Rafael Nadal call yesterday? I can't, I, I can't scream vamos. It's too early to do that. But how about Rafael Nadal, man, knocking off the great Novak Djokovic as Nadal continues to show why you just can't bet against him and also shows you why when you have one of the greatest of all time as a big-time underdog, the disrespect that they had for this man yesterday at the French Open. He was plus 180, I think, at close at Bet River Sportsbook. I hopped on that bad boy and rode it into the sunset with a victory. And the earlier match, too, with um, Alcaraz and uh, Zverev, Alcaraz was minus 400 for a guy that hasn't won a major. Boy, they were lapping him up like he was going to be the next big thing. And he still is, still could be. But for yesterday, to take him at minus 400 was just fool's gold. Terrible idea. And I said it here, too. You can never bet on a heavy favorite in tennis. Somebody could get hurt. Something strange could happen. Somebody's going to feign 
Uh, injury, you know the deal. So to bet on a huge favorite yesterday, Djokovic, I think, closed at minus 235, 250, wherever. Uh, I think at, at Bed River Sportsbook, I think it's exactly what it was. And Nadal came through with flying colors. Wasn't even a five-setter, right? Four-setter. Um, he was fantastic. And the reason also that I bet on Nadal is because the guy is just an absolute savage. He's not going to give up. That's not going to say he's going to win every match. But when he is such an underdog, he knows that he's a huge underdog. I'm sure everybody in his camp was telling him that. And he comes out and wins in four sets. And he puts money in our pockets. And it's fantastic. Now, here's the deal. Now, moving forward. Uh... <laughs> He is a huge favorite now, Rafael Nadal, against Alexander Zverev. Zverev. And you can't take him at minus 305. You just can't. If you're going to do something, you might as well take the underdog Zverev at plus 245. They play to a Friday. What's today? Wednesday, right? So they play in a couple days. They got a couple days of break. And, uh, and if I'm going to take something, it, and again, I don't know if I am, but if I'm going to take something here, it's going to be the underdog. You're starting to see my theories on these, right? Again, we all want Rafael Nadal to win. We respect his tenacity and his uh, greatness. But at minus 305, we're not taking him against Zverev, who has shown some some spunk, man, even though he's really hard to root for. This is a guy who shouldn't even be playing in Zverev because he almost killed a... Well, he didn't kill, but he almost took the legs off of an umpire after a match. He came over and swung at his feet like five times and got suspended only for like a couple of weeks. Um, Nadal's won 40 of his last 41 ATM main draw matches at the French Open. That's why he's a big-time favorite. This is his court. This is his clay. He's born on this baby. But if you're going to play this match, I'm not going to. I would uh, put a little sprinkle on Zverev at plus 245 just because. Just because you never know. Uh, And he showed a lot against Alcaraz, who knocked off Nadal recently on clay. So I expect this one to be a good, a good, uh, good sweat, regardless of who you play. But I, I relish in the fact that I stuck with the doll yesterday. I said that's the play. You got to take it, and he came through. Not relatively easy. It was a good fight. It was a good battle. But man, oh man, he was impressive uh, in that victory over Novak Djokovic, who is still stuck at twenty uh, majors. All right, let's get into the NBA Finals when we return here on the D.C. CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. We're a day away from the start of what uh, people actually think are going to be a very tight series. For some reason, I don't think that's the case. We'll discuss more next. D.C. CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth, must be 21, playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1 888 532 3500. So I haven't seen a Top Gun yet, although I will. Uh... I guess I will try to see it this week. See what all the hype is all about. Everybody is just going crazy 
um, about this new picture. Outside of taking the kids to a couple movies, uh, I don't think I've really seen that many back in uh, movies that I've wanted to see in theaters. I've seen a lot of movies on online and on uh, like HBO Max that they release like right to the uh, the streaming service, but I have not said, hey, I got to go see this movie in the theaters. And I guess Top Gun would be one of the first to, to, to do that. I'm trying to think. I haven't seen anything else that I really wanted to see in the theaters. Outside of taking the kids. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) NBA Finals starts tomorrow. And tomorrow we actually have a really cool guest going to come on. NBA TV host Chris Miles is going to join me tomorrow to really get into the nooks and the crannies of this. I actually heard him talk uh, on his uh, program. He really likes the Golden State Warriors in five. And... I'm sort of in that same camp, and I'm just trying to figure out. We talked about this yesterday. I'm trying to figure out why the Celtics are given a better shot in this finals. Um, Checking out Bad River Sportsbook, they are minus 159 to win it all, the Golden State Warriors. While the Celtics, albeit a value, it's not the greatest value in the world at plus 135. Nothing has changed in my mind since yesterday when I said Golden State is the better team. I know the Celtics can play a little bit of defense, but in this day and age, we all know that the league is really set up just like uh, the NFL to give the offense as much of an advantage as they possibly can. And offensively, Golden State has such an advantage, even if... The Celtics are in lockdown mode and playing really good defense. Golden State, man. I just can't bet against them. So from the last time we spoke until today, I'm going to go heavy on the Golden State Warriors to win the series at minus 159. Um, Just have to do it. I, I I would love this series to go deep and be very competitive. But what we saw from the Celtics, they just don't know, they, they just don't have enough juice. Don't have it. And that's why we're gonna say Golden State minus 159. As far as game one, we'll really dive into that tomorrow ahead of the nine o'clock tip. My God. Nine o'clock. Oh, and the series is now, and take this into consideration too. Of course, the series is a 2 2 1 1 1 1. And this is Boston versus Golden State. This is going to be cross country. So the strategy for the Golden State Warriors is hey, let's get this over as fast as we can. So maybe you look at a four or five game series uh, to wager on. I think um, the series uh, uh, price for that, you can check it out at Bed River Sportsbook, but obviously a great value. Because you don't want to continue to fly across country to try to wrap up this series. Just uh, That's just a strange theory that I thought I'd throw out there. Uh, as far as tomorrow, I will get into that. Uh, but the line early, <coughs> excuse me, is uh, Golden State minus three and a half in game one at Boston. Hmm. And totals two twelve and a half. But we'll chat about that tomorrow. By the way, it's always something. Always something with this team. Um... 
As we are recording this podcast, the commanders back in the news, the over House Oversight Committee is now calling on Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, and Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, to testify. Oversight Committee invites Goodell Snyder to testify at hearing on Washington Commanders' hostile workplace culture. Hearing will also examine the NFL's response and the need for legislative reform. So this is a release. This, uh, what is today? Uh, Wednesday, June the 1st. Says since we launched our investigation in October, the committee's goal has been to uncover the truth about the culture of harassment and abuse at the Washington Commanders to hold accountable those responsible and to better protect workers across the country, said Chairman Carolyn B. Maloney. The committee has worked tirelessly to obtain critical information, including the findings of the internal investigation conducted by attorney Beth Wilkinson, only to be met with obstruction from the commanders and the NFL at every turn. We must have transparency and accountability, which is why we're calling on Mr. Goodell and Mr. Snyder to answer the questions that have dodged that they have dodged for the last seven months. The hearing will explore how Congress can act to prevent employers from already from from silencing victims of workplace misconduct and ensure that what happened at the commander's organization does not happen again. For seven months, the committee has been stonewalled by NDAs and other tools to evade accountability. Mr. Snyder and Mr. Goodell need to appear before the committee to address these issues and answer our questions about the pervasive workplace misconduct of the Washington commanders and how the NFL addressed these issues. Do they have any, can they say no? Cadell and Snyder, or do they like if the government says you're coming, you're coming. This is, uh, yeah. And this is another reason why nobody wants to do business with this franchise because of this kind of stuff. So that is breaking this uh, late morning. The NFL commish and the owner, they want to be. This House House Oversight Committee wants to see those guys and to ask them questions about what the heck they've been doing. And good for them. But the sad fact is it's taken this much time for these guys to come out and answer questions finally. Because they've been hiding behind the money, been hiding behind being an NFL owner for far too long. And now things could could get very interesting because you got to tell the truth, right? When you go to the, well, although the, the truth's overrated these days, my God. But you got to put your hand on the Bible and say, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to answer these questions honestly. Huh. So we'll see if they accept this House Oversight Committee's invitation. I, like I said, I think you pretty much have to. Like you can't, because if you, if you don't say or accept the invitation, then basically you're admitting you're hiding stuff and you don't want to talk about it. The hearing would be set for June 22nd. Um, Yeah. On June 22nd. So that's only, you know, three weeks away from today. Um, So big news as the House committee requests that Goodell and Commander's owner Daniel Snyder testify at a congressional hearing June 22nd. Hearing concerns allegations of hostile workplace culture within the commanders and the NFL's handling of the allegations. And this all coincides with things swirling around this team. Boy, oh boy.
they just can't get out of their own way. And now there's going to be some release about something else with this team later on today. You got to book it to uh, at least take the eyes off of this story like they did a couple weeks ago when they put out a story about more stadium news after yet uh, a story about how other owners in the NFL were sort of fed up with Daniel Snyder. I mean, dude was allegedly skimming money from other owners. But this is just going to be a chat about his toxic workplace culture. And like I said, I, I worked, covered the team in 2000, was it eight or nine? The place, yeah, it was toxic, obviously. A lot of toxicity, clearly, led by the guy at the top. So maybe, just maybe, this is the beginning, the first domino for the end of this Dan Snyder regime. Been a long 23 years, bro. Been a long 23 years. When I first started working and covering the team, like in the late 90s, oh, God. Such a different vibe because I think I, yeah, I, I would definitely go out to what was then Redskins Park to cover practices and stuff pre-Dan Snyder ownership. Now, I know there's a lot of changes with the way the world is and accessibility, but in 1998, I could literally just drive out to Redskins Park and walk in to the facility and it was so welcoming, right? You would check in at the front desk. You'd say, I'm here to cover practice. And off you went. And you could go to the cafeteria and get food. You could literally walk the halls with your media badge or whatever. And Coach North Turner was fantastic. All these players were very nice. And then you get this new owner, Dan Snyder, comes in, hates the media, hates fans. Like, we, we should have saw it coming really early in this guy's ownership. And we sort of blink just because of the logo and the team and the tradition. We're like, ah, oh, this guy's, you know, whatever. It's a football team. It's great. We support the football team. But he just came in thinking he was going to make money off of his love for his team. Of course, we all know that he loved the Redskins coming up. Oh, it was his, it was his squad. He loved it so much. But there were signs early that this guy was going to be a disaster. And it started with the way he treated the media. Not saying that that's a big deal to you, but I saw it just from being a young pup reporter trying to cover a team where we used to be able to just drive into the facility and park wherever we wanted to and walk in to, nope, media is not allowed to park in the normal parking lot. We got to park in the grass and walk in. I know this is being ridiculous, but just little signs of, eh, whatever, don't treat them like just like humans. And I remember we had to start paying for our media parking and the food was going out of the cafeteria and um, access wasn't as great. They moved the media when it was like late nineties. It was, they had the, where the media sat was at the 50 yard line. It was great seats. They designed that stadium with the, the thought in mind. Coverage is good. Broadcasting sites will be great. 50-yard line across the middle for a little bit of ways. And then when Snyder took over, he moved that into the end zone. So now when the media would go to games, we'd be in the end zone. And you've seen a lot of visiting broadcast teams moan and groan about how bad it is to call a game from the end zone because they can't see anything. 
Whereas before, it would be at the 50-yard line. Now, the home team broadcast, the radio and national would still be at the 50. But it was those little subtle differences and movements by this guy early that we should have been seeing this coming for a long time. Uh, and there, there are just so many other stories that I've heard, and I've passed them on to you about how nobody could look him in the eye, and you weren't supposed to talk to him. And He was a, he's a, he's a complete freak show, and he treated people poorly. And this is where we're at now. 23 years later, maybe the beginning of the end for Daniel Snyder. And not one person is sad about this. We're feeling for him. Not a one. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So that's going to do it for the DC City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm going to take maybe the Mets for a tiny sprinkle against the Nationals who are really struggling right now. Can't score any runs. They got a young kid we've never heard of starting today. Uh, The Mets have a really good starting pitcher. If you are going to dare to take the Nationals, go at it. It's a great value in return. But I can't touch the Nationals right now until they win a game. This is is the theory we've talked about uh, over and over again. Usually they do win one of three, but the way that they've been playing against the Mets and the way the Mets are – with their tenacity at the at the plate at the dish, um, yeah, I'm I'm not going to take um, the Nationals today. We'll take a little bit on the uh, New York Mets. Mets right now at, at minus two forty, and the uh, Nats are at plus two hundred five. Hey, great value if you want to roll the dice and uh, see if they can actually pull off. Uh, a semi a miracle today <laughs> total is eight and a half you know with that said may as well you know switch it up and, and take uh and and take the nets but uh here's one that we may want to do the mets's last eight games have gone over the total runs line of eight and a half so there you go although it is an early start and they wrap up this series we will chat tomorrow as we really will get into the nba uh finals love this time of year Really do. So chat, NBA, Nats React, and plenty more. That is tomorrow on the DC CityCast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Reminder to follow along on Twitter, uh, at J. Frank Hanran, at uh, Bet Rivers, and at VEASAN Live. Do a fantastic job. We appreciate you. Enjoy this, uh, this Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been the DC CityCast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm Frank Hanran from VEASAN. See you.